Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <laughs> hey, Mel. Hey, Taylor. That was, that was a great point. Uh, why doesn't anyone want to work for dogs? Why? Because they hound their employees. They Oh, <laughs> oh, that took you a while. Yeah, okay. <laughs> bork, bork, hello. Bork, bork, hello. I'm really hungry still. Oh, no. Well, Sorry, I know we're recording now, but I still need, I just needed to complain about it again. As in, since the last time people, you said it, about five recording ago, yeah, yeah, to you and Zane, but like now I'm hungry still and more people don't know. So, hi, everyone, I'm hungry. And I'm oh, I Melanie. Spat everywhere. <laughs> oh, that was gross. Oh, you missed my dad joke. I heard it. I chose to ignore it. <laughs> Welcome dad. back to the Floof and Papa podcast, Thanks where for I complain about being hungry and Mel talks about dogs. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I don't understand oh, the joke. I found a crumb on my laptop. I could eat that. Yeah, snack on it. Go. Lick no, it up like I a dog. I don't doggo. know how old it is, honestly. Doesn't matter at this point. Well, I just threw it on the floor, so yeah, now it does. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Zane. <laughs> All right, you're Hi. up, kiddo. Oh, yeah, it's me. That was with weird. A story. I'm not going to kiddo. Yeah, again. kiddo was new. Um, I got a story. What you for got? Us. Oh, we're on a spoopy series. Spoopy series. I should have made. I hope you like it. Otherwise, just like song. hit that 30 second fast forward button. Like, don't. Bold of you please. to assume this would only take 30 seconds. No, like a bunch I know, of times. Uh, yeah. Like, hit it. You okay. Know? I know um, that you don't take 30 <laughs> seconds to say anything. Hey. TVH. <laughs> And on that note, I have spoopy story number three. Yeah. Ooh. Do it. I nearly did a swear, but I changed my mind. Okay, <laughs> here we go. We're family friendly here. Yeah. Um, from our, our beloved simplyfordogs.com, we've got dog ghost story number three. Dog sends message of comfort from beyond. That's nice. That's it. <laughs> oh, I was. I thought you were going to play a sound cue because you leaned over to the soundboard, but then and I was nothing. just turning myself up, fam. Oh, hey, I'm pressing the buttons, you, you guys. I'm yeah. Producer Zane's doing nothing <laughs> except being sick and letting Ordering us use food. the studio <laughs> <laughs> and giving us a platform. But like other than that, lazy. Am Thanks, I Zane. right? Am I right? I'm right. All right. So here we go. When Chandra was six, her dog died, and she missed him terribly. Same. Late at night, she was feeling unwell and fading in and out of sleep. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. It's you're trying to get a good night's sleep. You wake up, you roll over, you fall asleep, you wake up again. Yeah. Worse. That was our lady Chandra. She awoke and saw a glowing shape floating in the middle of her room. Hello. Moving forward, she saw her dog within the glow. That's precious. That reminds me of that Simpsons episode. Are you proud of me? Yes. Wow. Where... um. Mr. Burns is like in the park Through and he's like glowing. Forest, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I bring you peace. Oh my God. That used to give me nightmares as a child. Yeah, me too. I don't know why. It just gave me flashbacks. Carry on. Uh, glowing shape. Oh. Not Mr. Burns. It was her dog. Good. I'd much rather that. <laughs> she told him that she missed him and then drifted back to sleep. In the morning, she <laughs> looked at the bedroom floor. At least hang out with him. <laughs> just beneath where she saw the glowing shape, there were paw prints on the floor. 
Whoa. Whoa. Or her mum just hasn't mopped in a while. <laughs> in many years. <laughs> in decades, perhaps. <laughs> in decades. She believes that her dog wanted her to know that he was okay and that he came to comfort her. So, is this a true instance of a dog returning to comfort someone he loved? Or just a fever dream? Why <laughs> would love, it be a fever dream? Chandra I love the questions. I love it. <laughs> Did Chandra really wake up or was she dreaming that she woke? Should Chandra or her mum mop up the floor? Oh, <laughs> I totally, I swear to God, I didn't read this before we That's amazing. Did it. I totally just saw that. How did you know? I don't know. I don't know. I'm on a cleaning streak at the moment. That was so impressive. Oh, yeah. Thank you for like vacuuming and doing the You're dishes. Welcome. You're the best. <laughs> You're the best. Um, <laughs> I tried to put away all my dishes today, but I missed three. Sorry about it. That's okay. I don't They're think still I clean. went into the kitchen. They're clean. I just haven't packed them away there. That's so fine. Y'all don't need to hear this. No, hi. Domestic life with Taylor and Melanie. <laughs> Sorry. Carry on. Um, anyway, the answer to all these questions is, I suppose there's no way of knowing. Oh. But again, whatever happened, it brought comfort to a person who lost her dog. Do you believe that? Do you reckon that really happened? Also, where are these from? Like, who the hell is Chandra? Like, how do we know about her? I honestly have no idea. Oh, there's a table of contents, though, and a dog wearing a cowboy hat. So, like, I'm sold. Check out those show notes. That's validity for me, you know. (laughs) Validity. Um, okay yeah that was glowing, that was it that's that's a quick one glowing what, doggo one in a dream and i'd be down for glowing doggos in my dreams me too or where do i sign up just as long as they're not like uranium doggos or something that would be bad yeah like radioactive doggos yep like pork pork you have a disease now yeah would be good mm, no we like our doggos healthy here on the Fluff and papa podcast Confirmed. Confirmed. <laughs> do you have a breed for us today? I do. And it's not one you're going to see in real life ever. So maybe you will what? have to revert to a glow because I'm going to be talking about the Paisley Terrier. <gasps> Hell yeah. That's a good segue. segue. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought, I thought we've been, we've done a lot of the really popular breeds and I thought hmm. I'd just take a step back to something extinct. Ooh, Paisley. All right. Yeah, go Paisley. ahead. Isn't that a cute name? Paisley Terrier. It was a, a breed terrier type dog that's now extinct, originated in Scotland. The Paisley Terrier was bred primarily as a pet and show dog version of the Sky Terrier. Ooh. And was the progen- progenitor of today's Yorkshire Terrier. Oh, I was going to say they look really similar. Aren't they cute? They're like really long and they're, silky. They're long and silky and fluffy as heck. They're really cute. So they're just like a long broom. Pretty much. like an industrial broom, but like well groomed. But well groomed and kind of like. And not neon orange. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so the breed was called the Paisley Terrier because most of the dogs came from Paisley. But um, they were also called the Clydesdale Terrier, which I just think oh. doesn't have the same ring to well, it. Well, no. I, the only thing I know that is a Clydesdale is the Clydesdale horse, which is giant and not at all no, similar to this dog. No, the same thing. Mm. No, thank you. Then. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so the common nickname was the Silky. Because the oh. was Silky. Yes. Um. Similar to a Sky Terrier, but shorter backed, and they weighed around seven kilos, about half the weight of a Sky Terrier, if you're familiar with this. Okay, sky I need to terrier. look up this Sky Terrier because I have no idea what that's about. Uh, perhaps a better choice would have been for me to do the Sky Terrier first, but it's just like not how I roll, you know? Oh, it's like the same dog, but gray. Pretty much. Like they don't have eyes. Yeah, no, they don't. <laughs> they it's just, just have a tiny fringe. curtain over their face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. Um, the breed had a silvery soft jacket. Um, mm. it says coat of blue and tan and was shown alongside with the hard-coated Sky Terrier. So they were meant to be like a really pretty, silky right. version. So not 
rough or robust or anything yeah, like yeah. that. They were, were bred as show dogs. Um, they were further described as having a great profusion of silky fur with Ooh. very profuse ear feathering. We like profuse, don't we? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Profusion. Um, yeah, so it was nicknamed the Silky, and from the earliest time of the breed, the beauty of the coat won prizes at dog shows. <laughs> Traditionally, the dogs were shown standing on a box so that the length of the Silky coat could be shown to its best advantage. Oh, cute. It's longer than they are. Pretty much. <laughs> um, described in 1894 as an excellent house dog and most suitable for a lady Ooh. who wishes something more substantial than a toy. <laughs> <laughs> what sexism was alive and well yeah in May, wow 1894 uh but the care requirements for the coat made it less desirable than some other popular brands so if you were gonna have it you needed to brush it you know fair yeah uh in a book written in 1894 the author speculates that the terrier was created by fanciers in glasgow who selected um sky terriers with short backs long silky coats until they bred fairly truly oh Fairly true. Though he can kill rats and maybe other vermin, <laughs> the Paisley Terrier is essentially a pet dog. Oh, usually oh. kept as such. Okay, geez. You know? All right. Yeah. Um, my dinner's arrived. I'm highly distracted. <laughs> <laughs> like a dog. <laughs> Uh, they had the hardiness and fishness for terrier work. It is evident that a dog with a coat looks like a silk. What? What? Huh? What? It is evident that a dog with a coat that looks like silk is simply a toy. Ah. <laughs> oh. There in the end, you know. Incorrect is a doggo. Yes? Yeah, is a doggo. Confirmed. Yeah. Uh, the Kennel Club recognized the Paisley Terrier in 1888 as a variety of a Sky Terrier, even though separate show classes had been held for two types in 1887. Um, but entries were so low that the Kennel Club didn't continue to encourage offering that category at future exhibitions. Bless you, producer Zane, who has Zane just handed has me placed- my dinner. <laughs> Some dinner in front of Taylor. If I keep pausing, you'll know what's going on. <laughs> um, oh, and just a bit of a cheeky throwback. Yeah. Sky Terriers fanciers objected to the type being shown with Sky since they considered the Paisleys to be mixed breeds or possibly <gasps> crossed with Dandy Dinmont Terriers. No way! Throwback to the last episode throwback or whenever that was. Epi- I think it was. Oh, last episode, episode the before. box on my dinner. That's okay. It'll I'm be just going to keep you updated about both while we're, while we're talking. <laughs> Um, that's oh, a bit that's of drama, really isn't it? Thing. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. So throw back to the Danny Didn't Want Terry, which we did a couple weeks ago. Or maybe last week even. Mm. It's been a while. Um, the interest of fancy has declined. The breed began to disappear. So basically, oh. they were bred for a little while because they were really beautiful and they thought they would show really well and do really well with their coats. And then basically there was a bit of disagreement over whether they were classed as Sky Terriers or whether they were classed as Silkies or right. what they'd been bred with. So they kind of gave up i just love the idea of the drama the kennel club drama in 1888 yeah Yeah, pretty much um book published in 1918 describes them as uncommon and says i doubt you'll ever see one in the united states but with the availability of internet-based dog registries that will register breeds with little or no documentation combined with the public's appetite for rare or unique pets it is likely that there'll be attempts to reconstitute the breed oh but they're they're currently extinct. Mm. They as of today they are extinct. Yeah. So that's that's it for and those. And since I think about the early 1900s. Where are we? So this might be a dumb question. Please ask it so I can eat but chips. <laughs> if a doggo breed like that is extinct, can you bring it back at all? If it was bred by dogs that are still alive. Yeah. 
Okay. So if we got a bunch of Sky Terriers and tried to rebreed them to Paisleys, we yeah. probably could. Okay. Okay. I wonder if there's anyone out there doing but that. But my Cordoba fighting dog that I did a while ago, don't think probably so. Probably Because it was made of like really strong, like wolf type dogs that I don't yeah. really have anymore. Ah, gotcha. There you go. Interesting. Paisley Terrier. Um, and there's a really famous 1860s show dog called Huddersfield Ben. Brilliant. And he came from a Paisley Terrier stock in the 1860s. Holy moly. And he is considered by authorities to be the founding sire of the Yorkshire Terrier breed. Oh, the founding sire. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He, the big daddy He has his own dog. Wikipedia page. <laughs> wow, that's a Huddersfield f- ben. famous doggo. Oh, my God. The drawing of him is really cool. What's his name? Huddersfield. Hud- what is that? H-U-D-D-E-R-S. Field. Field. Ben? <laughs> ben? Ben. <laughs> Just regular Ben. Huddersfield Ben. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. A new breed still under development in Ben's day. (laughs) What? (laughs) Funny. Funny, funny. Oh, yeah. The drawing is kind of freaky looking. He looks like a bit of a ghost. He looks like he's got a bit of a mop on his head. Yeah. (laughs) These breeds do look like that. (laughs) He's cute as heck. And then there's a bunch of things that he like bred with and pedigree and stuff. Oh, no. What? At the age of six. It's not funny. Uh It's not funny. Uh Oh, no. Uh Oh. At the age of six, Ben was run over by a carriage. Oh, no. And killed. Oh, no. That's not funny. It's not funny, but just the way it's carriage instead of car. That just made me chuckle. I'm so sorry. So old school. The age of six, Ben was run over by a carriage and killed. His body was preserved and put on display. Oh. I always feel a bit weird when a body is, when a dog's body is preserved and put on display, but. Yes. All right. Um, Happens to the best of us. It doesn't. It Does just it? happens to Ben. <laughs> oh, ow. Rest in peace, Ben. Too soon. Okay, let's move on before I make any more inappropriate Oh, before comments. you do. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to, to shout out to um, who someone I'd like to call a friend of the show now. Hello. Because uh, we got a cheeky email from someone listening in. Was it spam? Sometimes cheeky emails are spam. <laughs> no, not that level of oh, cheeky. Okay. Like, lovely cheeky. Um, oh, we got a message from Jen at jenreviews.com. Hey, Jen. Shout uh, out. Jenreviews.com? Hang on. Let me just double check that I URL. I am not looking at what you're looking at, so I cannot help you with that question. Oh, it is. It is jenreviews.com. Oh, hey, Jen. J-E-N reviews. Uh, she was having a listen to one of our older episodes. I think it was episode 19, but that sounds like too early for it to be one you and Miranda was ho- were hosting. Mm. Anyway, there's one you you and Miranda were hosting about the Havanese breed. Mm. Yeah. I do recall. Love the Havanese. Um, so Jen. Havana, 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 okay, right. <laughs> that was beautiful. Thank you Thank for you. that interlude. Uh- <laughs> that was me singing Havanese to Havana Gilla. You're welcome. Brilliant. We're going to get demonetized. Because um, <laughs> we're, we're so, so monetized. monetized. <laughs> Sponsor us, anyone. <laughs> Hit us up. We do it for I'll the sing. love. But we'll also do it. For cold hard cash. <laughs> and puppies. I'll just do it for a chip. I'm really hungry. Uh, as Taylor consumes her delightful. Yeah, so I'm not waiting. I'm going to eat. No, you're, you're snacking on your chips. Um, so Jen was saying that she noticed that in that episode you and Miranda did about the Havanese, uh, which was... Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to have the name up. Oh, Doggy Dancing Havanese Nights. Um, from October 17th, That's one of my better titles, honestly. Yeah, it is great. Because there's actually a Dirty Dancing movie called Dirty Dancing Havana Nights. Hey. Nailed that one, y'all. You're clever. 
uh, in that you guys used a an article from the AKC about the Havanese. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Jen just wanted to let us know, and I'll let you guys know out there listening, that um, here's what she said. She said, we just published an updated comprehensive guide on 11 things you should know about the Havanese on cool. our sister site, Your Dog Advisor. Uh, and the URL is yourdogadvisor.com forward slash Havanese. Um, when you say have a knees, it makes me think like, have some knees. Have a knees. Have a, have a knee. Have a knee. Take a knee, sir. Take, I know a few people that could just like take a knee. You know? I know a lot of people with bad knees. Propose? Oh. Oh. Oh, this got I awkward. I was thinking like getting on one knee. No. Nah. That's awkward because I know who you're talking about and they both need a <laughs> knee or could get on one knee. That's not happening. Shouts out, Darcy. No, incorrect. Right. Sorry, carry on, carry on, carry on. <laughs> so if you have a particular interest for the Havanese breed... Uh, um, yeah. You can go check out Jen's website. I'll put the link in the show notes. Heck yeah. Um, yeah, go check it out. Thanks for uh, thanks for getting in contact, Jen. Yeah, thanks so much for reaching out. You guys out there listening now, feel free to shoot us an email. We just rarely get emails. Um, That's should- not true. Our spam folder is plentiful, <laughs> thank is you. pumping. But in case you're wondering, our email address is floof and Papa podcast, all spelt out, as you see on your listening device except it's not an ampersand it's an and yeah kind of ampersand in an email guys no. and papa podcast at gmail.com shoot us an email and we'll just like mention you in the show we will literally give you a shout out for sending me an email that just says hi you don't even capitalize it just say hi and i'll show you it please someone out and there point you to an send that yeah <laughs> hey <laughs> don't be rude if you send us an email we'll be super nice back i swear <laughs> i'll see how well for you um yeah so anyway cool. that's just because we were still talking about breeds but thank you for the paisley terrier you're and welcome thank you, um so i have i got some tips and tricks hit me up yo i need a tip and a trick and also to eat more food well you have at your steak and i will We're talk about some tips about uh foster caring I'm just going to need you to stop right now so that I can show you the length of this chip. Taylor has just pulled ah, out. I dropped some gravy on my laptop. <laughs> Taylor, I hope this just, is the quality like audio you've been searching oh, for. Oh, for sure. This pulled chip is chip. about 15 centimeters. It's the length. length of your head for sure. Yeah, it is. I that will is post a- that on the on the Instagram. Oh my God. Yeah. I will take a photo eventually. Save that chip. I'll save the chip. I'll save the chip. Thank okay. You. Sorry. Sorry. I want to hear the tip and trick and also get yeah. the gravy off my laptop. So I, Taylor and I live together these days. What? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and we're very excited to get a dog at some point. <laughs> yes, some um, point. Some point we're because being it, really slow. we're busy and we're slow and we, we just want to, you know, have the right environment for a doggo. Mm-hmm. Um, want to be responsible pet owners. Figure um, out our schedules, honestly. Yeah. And I've also recently started volunteering for the RSPCA. You have. Good work. Yeah. And I, I like it a lot and I appreciate all that they do there. Um, and I noticed that they have a foster caring program. Nice. Um, which is just a way they help give their animals a new start to a better life by um, getting foster carers to provide temporary homes for animals that are not yet ready to go to new permanent homes um, for a bunch of different reasons. Like they're puppies or like they are just getting used to being around more people or other dogs. If they're if you in have recovery dogs. from a stressful situation. Yeah. Um, which is super cute and – uh, if you're listening within Australia, um, just so you know, when you become a foster carer with the RSPCA, this is not like spawn or anything. We just said we just have no 
We literally just did a segment about how we'd love a sponsor, yeah. so it's definitely not sponsored. Um, we have no like direct affiliation with the RSPCA. I just quite like them as an organisation. Um, <laughs> uh, if you are interested in becoming one, they do. You can check out the show notes because I'm going to give Taylor a link to put in the show notes. Uh, and about I'll do them. All the different. Uh, you can get some documents from the RSPCA about everything you need to know about foster caring specific to your state if you live in Australia. Um, where was I going with that? Just so you can see, see the documents. We'll um, have a link so that everything that Melanie's telling you, you can look up later. And yeah, you can see you can see the, the if full you might be appropriate. Yeah. So I was looking into that because uh, – oh, that's what I wanted to say. They um, It's a temporary kind of like situation where you get this pet – this dog that you can, or cat, um, but dogs, we're a dog podcast, <laughs> where you can look after a dog for a set amount of time until it's ready to go to its forever home. Forever home. Um, and the RSPCA, thank you for that. The RSPCA will pay for, as far as I'm aware, cannot confirm though, um, will pay for food and bedding and toys, the stuff that the dog needs to go, go into your home, essentially. That's very cool. So it's like, being paid to have a pet dog yeah they will provide everything you need um which is really very lovely uh yeah so check out those documents about who can become a foster carer and like what you need to do as a foster carer in the show notes uh but until then i'll give you some little tips from uh petsecure.com.au fosterers do such hard work because not only do they take the pet and look after them but they don't get to keep them they have to give it back after they formed Rough. a bond with dogs. So foster carers actually do a really important job. Yeah, so important. We need more. And maybe one day Taylor and I will become foster dog parents. We'll that would see. be cool. We should try that. That'd be nice. Mm. 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 <laughs> so petsecure.com has a oh, .com.au, sorry, has um, an article about uh, tips for welcoming a foster dog. Welcome. Uh, I don't know who the writers are. To Zootopia. Oh, Liz. We've got Liz. So Liz was saying that they were considering fostering dogs for a long time before they took the leap, and their reasoning was not entirely altruistic. They'd both grown up with dogs around and missed them terribly. Fair. Uh, <laughs> when you're living a... This is all Liz. When you're living a more nomadic lifestyle, or perhaps you're just not ready to jump into a 15-year commitment with a furry thing the size of your pillow... Accurate. <laughs> Fostering can appear as a midway option, which is what I like about it as well. Totally. Uh, an option that heartwarmingly saves lives and gives you all day doggy company, which we're positive is a happiness booster. Mm. So precious. True. Uh, earlier this year, we, meaning Liz and her partner or someone, I don't know, found ourselves living in a new city with not many commitments and plenty of time spent working at home and realized that... How do you do that? Liz, hit me up and yeah, let me know how that new happens. City, not a lot of commitments. Most people who move to a new city have like tons of stuff to get sorted. Well, well I mean, done, Liz. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> Liz, I envy you. Mm. Well done. Uh, they realized that at least for now, they had the perfect con- conditions for giving much needed love and care to a dog that would otherwise have a chance of ending up abandoned or in a high kill shelter, which is not, Aww. this is an American. No, it's not. This is Australian. Do we have? Anyway, I'm leaving it at that because I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> I nearly choked on my steak, which was both appropriate for the moment and just painful. So <laughs> good. I'd like you to appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> so 
They. By the way, you can come listen to my new podcast, Eat Dinner With Me, because <laughs> I'm really enjoying this. Zane, will you have that on the on the network? Eat Dinner With Taylor? You shrugged. I take that as a yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Liz took the leap and welcomed their first foster dog into their home. Mm-hmm. Um, here are some tips that they learned along the way. Hit me up. Uh, number one, prepare your home for your foster dog. Good one. Just like you would if you were bringing home a new puppy, preparing your home for new foster dog or foster cat for your new foster dog or foster cat is essential. Often they'll be frightened and insecure either from a past history of abuse or from a tumultuous journey to your front door. Uh, their foster dog came straight off a plane, which is wild. Whoa. Uh, yeah, wow. Uh, creating a warm and cozy spot where they can retreat into and relax undisturbed is always a good idea and will help gradually ease them into their surroundings. So that can be like a like a room you have for them, a little space in the corner of a room, a crate. Nice comfy bed. Or, yeah, a crate's a good crate one. Crate training is great. Is crate. <laughs> Keep going. Yep. Uh, soon after... <laughs> Uh, soon after our foster dog Izzy arrived, we realized that we should have done a bigger tidy up. Izzy is a cute name. <laughs> well, I found what I, I found one today called Sugar. That was Aww. really cute, and there was another one that I really ni- liked named Bubsy. Bubsy. But oh my god, she was so cute, and I was like, I want her. And then it said like you have to have two another dog oh, already, yeah. and I was like, oh, I'm not ready for two dogs. Yeah, fair. <laughs> um. So they realized when Izzy first came home that they should have done a bigger tidy up and moved some of the small objects floating around to higher shelves. It's kind of like baby proofing. For sure. Uh For sure. Except you need to, you really, yeah. I was just going to say like a a small baby is going to be in like a cot. Like uh, maybe toddler proofing them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Just be wary that they can chew cables and swallow things. Just like a baby. Yeah, for sure. Um, just like a BB. Just like a BB. <laughs> uh, like many dogs, Izzy was a keen collector of random items. Uh, Sorry, what? <laughs> is that a thing? I guess. Is that canon? <laughs> We're on a network. Yeah. Okay, keep going. Doing a quick check for loose power cords, shoes, and underwear will save you from having to buy new ones when you discover them torn up in a bout of doggy delight. Yep. Good call. I have nice shoes, so that S- makes sense to me. Speaking of call, number two. Call on your inner patience. I don't think that really deserved it. No, it did not. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but I appreciate your vocal air horn. I didn't know if you'd move on otherwise. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> you know me too well. Uh, number two, call on your inner patience. So perhaps you set up that cozy spot for your foster dog or cat only to find that they just won't leave it? Question mark. That's a great sentence. Just won't leave it? <laughs> Foster animals can often require a little more patience than your usual furry pet. Keep in mind, this may have been because of past traumas and that with a little love and a lot of time, you can be the person to help them into a happier stage of their lives. Ah, so important, you guys. Izzy walked into their front door naturally affectionate and seemed determined to make friends with every person she met. However... Hello, hello, hello. How many people are sitting in their house? I don't know. Maybe they had a lot of people walking past. They had a foster dog and they're like, quick, let's fill our house with 26 people. (laughs) Just get it ready. Ready to have a party. Um, Don't do that. No, probably not recommended. Uh, A lot of foster dogs will be afraid um, and frightened and uh, maybe a bit aloof or a bit nervous around new people. I love the word aloof. It is a good word. Makes me think of loofers loofers like the what you wash yourself with in the shower what you wash yourself with i that, don't that's true i i use loofers yeah yours is green 
Yeah, correct. We live together, you Good guys. Good chat. <laughs> um, as, well, uh, as well as giving them quiet time alone, sometimes it is just a matter of quietly sitting in the same room while they adjust to having people nearby and build up some newfound confidence. When they're ready for human contact, use your cuddles to reinforce their trust. Oh, cuddles. Um, I would like to add in here, if you look up some like dog body language before you start, mm. highly mm-hmm. recommend just to get a bit of a read if you're not already familiar with dog body language. So you're not just like... And also, also just really fascinating. Yeah. Like we, like, you know, you want to get onto the same level as the dog and let them sniff you and pet certain areas, like don't necessarily go straight for the head when you're first mm, hanging out with your dog. Especially depending on their history. If they're yeah. used to being touched in a certain area, if they were racing dogs or if they had yeah. trauma in a certain area, then you just want to be careful that you're going to pet them somewhere that they like and that they're not yeah. disturbed by. Usually a safe option, although of course it's specific to the dog, um, is the chest or the shoulder area mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. doggo. Give a little scratch and then work out whether they're comfortable. Uh, yeah, but just like do your research, fam. Uh, if you're really struggling to coax them out of their hiding place, food is often a trusty fallback method that will give them a tasty incentive to explore your home. I wish people would do that with me. Just crack out some treats. To just like lure me out of bed you. with food. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it would probably work. What 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 would I need to lure you out of your room with? Mm, probably some top deck. Mm-hmm. Some top deck chocolate or um, chippies. Maybe I'll do like a good chippy. What if I just brought a puppy? Not for you to eat, but just like no, because the puppy can go in my bed. You know. Oh, true. Dangerous territory. Just put the puppy in the bed. Yeah. Why do I need to come see a puppy? Just put it in my bed. <laughs> Fair. Logic. Uh, tip number three. Be ready for some unusual dog training. Foster dogs often haven't had the training that other dogs would have experienced. This may mean that they are a little more wild and mischievous than usual, but it doesn't mean that they can't learn good behaviors. Mentally preparing yourself beforehand and giving yourself a chance to read up on tips for training uh, puppies or older dogs will put you on the front foot. Like I said before, do your research. The front foot as opposed to the back foot? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Don't you need both? Sorry, I'm just being facetious. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> we invested some time, we being Liz, in training our foster dog Izzy for her future forever home, which put smiles on everyone's faces when she was able to proudly follow all of her basic commands on the day the family came to pick her up. Mm-hmm. So you make them like slightly more adoptable too. Yeah, for it's sure. It's good. Uh, yeah, and then they have a link to more tips for training dogs, and you can also listen to past episodes of our podcast, and you know, look at our show notes. There's and- lots out there. There's so many resources for sure. And then our last tip is keep in mind the reasons you had for fostering your dog. I wanted one. Uh, yep. So you hear Sorry, about? I'm not being- <laughs> now I finished my dinner, and I just have one long giant chip left because I still need to take a photo of it. <laughs> So now I'm in a little bit of a like mm, post food. <laughs> so this is maybe not my best podcast, but you know what? thanks okay. for coming on this journey with me. Yeah. Uh, you hear about foster failures all the time. That is. Do people- you? I do. I do. Oh, at the RSPCA. I don't. That's um, awful. Well, no, no, no. Foster failures meaning um, that uh, people foster failure. I lost my words. I got excited about the chip. I was thinking about taking the photo of you with the chip with like the (laughs) Fufu and Papa thing. Anyway, it's a whole story. Anyway, foster failures are people that foster dogs end up not being able to part with. So, Uh, yes, actually I have heard that term because recently um, producer Zane and I went to visit 
a woman who fosters cats actually and she had her first foster failure in like something what was the period of time like 15 years wow she'd been fostering cats for 15 years and she had her first one she had this gorgeous white cat named i think it was was a tybalt Tybalt. It was so cute. Like Love that. a Shakespearean. Yeah, yeah. It was cute. Anyway, sorry. It just reminded me foster of that. Foster failure. Yeah, yeah. I do know that term. Yeah. Cool. So someone that ends up adopting. Adopting the, the dog they foster. Yeah. Uh, most of the time. That's it's what a- I'm scared of with us fostering, honestly, that we might end up with six dogs. Yeah, that's probably something to I know you for. think we'd stop, but maybe we wouldn't. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> most of the time it's a happy story and the dogs have found homes with people who love them and are 100% ready to do what it takes to give them the proper care they need. However... The temptation to adopt your foster dog can exist even when you are not in the right position to commit to taking care of them. Uh, well into their twilight years. Does that have my name written after yeah. in brackets? Or? So our emotional attachment to Izzy, this is from Liz, uh, grew every time her floppy ears perked up in excitement. So we discovered it helped to keep in mind the reasons why we wouldn't make a good forever family. In their case, although she was a puppy when they fostered her, uh, she was going to grow into a big dog. Uh this is cute you can usually tell by the size of their paws and hers were enormous cute she would clearly soon outgrow their one bedroom apartment this prediction was backed up by the long walks we took her on three times a day at the end of the day you could bet she was still skidding around on the floor with boundless energy another reason they knew they weren't a good long-term plan i need to pick what i'm speaking in what time I keep, Hello. I, keep, I just realized that I keep swapping between they and we. I'm going to read this as Liz. It's okay. It's okay. Um, uh, what was I saying? Uh, another reason we knew we weren't a good long-term plan for our foster dog was our tendency to move around. Imagining the trauma of an international flight and a few weeks in customs. We all know how strict Australia's biosecurity laws are yep. after that Johnny Depp incident. Thanks for being topical. Um, put a stop Ooh. to our daydreaming. Izzy needed a home with lots of space, grass to roll around in, not too many stairs, and most importantly, stability. Let's add in there a family who would have had the time to take her every day on an exciting new and tiring adventures. Luckily, within a few weeks, Izzy found exactly the right family, and that is the best part of fostering an animal. The happy end to the journey when you see the foster dogs find the perfect forever family. Uh, Oh, this is cute. Izzy is now known as Zizi. And brings a four-legged bundle of joy into the lives of her new family every day. Oh, cute. That's super cute. Good one. Um, I hadn't even considered that. But yeah, a great reason to foster is because you might not have the perfect home for like... Totally. ...a certain type of dog, but you can accept it in the period of time you're looking after it. Yeah. That's incredible. That's a great reason. That's a great reason. If you are able and willing, look into fostering. I think it's a really great idea. That's very cool. Yeah, super lovely. You should also look into us on our socials. We're on Instagram, (gasps) Facebook, and Twitter. That's right. I went there. (laughs) Great segue. Thank you. Um, Yeah, we're there at Floof and Papa Podcast. F-L-O-O-F-P-U-P-P-E-R. Usually with an ampersand if you get... On Facebook, maybe. If you hear about the shift seven wife. (laughs) Um, You know... I'm really tired. <laughs> okay. See, I've eaten now and now it's time for my nap. Okay? You were puppy. It'd be like that. Uh, yeah, that's about all I have to say. Check us out. Um, Mel mentioned you can email us. Yeah. All our links can find be found in the show notes. Thanks to That's Not Canon for having us. Thank you. Uh, I think that's the end. I'm going to go have a nap. Yeah. Probably, you know? Thanks so much for tuning in, you guys. Book, book, goodbye. Book, book, goodbye. Goodbye.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.